I think this tequila has made my nose. Oh no! Oh, we're drinking already. All right, I got it. All right, Agent Carter cocktail hour. (laughs) Ching ching! I think Peggy would approve. Yeah. This week on things Jarvis's wife wanted him to do. (laughs) Make a souffle. One, two, three. Sneaks about the world from Reagan to Carolina. She's a sticky finger culture from Berlin down to Belize. Take you for a ride on the boat to China. Tell me where in the world is Marvel's Agent Carter. Spinning off from Captain America the First Avenger, Haley Atwell has been given her own miniseries. It is called Agent Carter. It's sort of spinning off Captain America the First Avenger, but also the Marvel one-shot in which she proved that a girl can do it just as well as the dudes <laughs> at SSR, the proto-shield proto of uh, her post-World War II era. Uh, Agent Carter is going to be a smaller miniseries inserted in between this Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s break while we all wonder what's happening with Quake and the various Inhumans. We're going to take a pause and go back to Carter's days at the SSR, Howard Stark, that would be Tony Stark's father, and a whole bunch of crazy technology he invented that is being distributed all over the globe, um, supposedly because he got robbed, although the government has some other thoughts about what Howard Stark might be up to, and we're unsure, ultimately, by the end of the episode. So it looks like it's going to be a fun little jaunt for Peggy Carter, trying to clear Howard Stark's name, but is she being played, or is the woman going to get the upper hand? (laughs) so we've all seen the episode we are going to give you our thoughts and impressions before doing a deeper dive into some spoilery implications of what this could mean for this limited series um i'm really excited about it i think it's the kind of limited series where if it does well we might get one of these every year um TV is not limited to doing just a miniseries now. I think they are allowed to try out these limited series. And if it's a hit, it's a hit. And if it's not, they're like, well, okay, we did that for a few episodes. It didn't really work. Fine. Uh, What you get in Agent Carter, uh, to give you my initial impression, is it's like alias, definitely a lot of alias, uh, meets... You know, the 1940s. Um, and Haley Atwell, who is, who is a great cinematic presence, just fills the TV screen. She is a great lead. I, I really loved her in this. Um, and then there is another Whedon uh, favorite in Enverge OK from Dollhouse. And five seconds in the Avengers movie, uh, who is playing a different character. But I got really excited because he was my favorite part of Dollhouse. Um and yes, Vivian, what did you think of, of Agent Carter? Oh, I loved it. I'm really, really excited. And I hope that it continues. But I'm also excited just for like a little contained miniseries 
sort of thing, um, you know, where you know you're not going to get sick of it. It's just going to be like a little blast of excitement. Um, but yeah, it, I mean, it started out and my, my immediate thought was like, oh, this is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but with better hats. And I'm all for that. <laughs> um, Dave? It's just hats and beards with you people. <laughs> hats and beards and wigs. And uh, great lipstick. And gowns. <laughs> I liked it a lot, mostly because Haley Atwell is doing more with Peggy Carter than really anyone had any right to do with that character. And I love that she sort of like just anchors uh, herself into it. Um, I think it's going to end up, she's going to end up being uh, like a, a cornerstone to uh, the emotional journey of Captain America over the next period of time. And I also think that a lot of what's happening in this series uh, could end up affecting both uh, Captain America and Iron Man's characters going forward since it has uh, Howard Stark and uh, Haley Atwell's Peggy Carter working together. Um, that I knew all set, you would want to talk about is like where it's going to go. I was going to turn <laughs> I was going to turn around and come okay. back to the actual right. show. That being said, uh, the show is like I want those things from the show so when it delivers it's really good. Otherwise, I'm like guys that this gee whiz version of the time period that also acknowledges sexism is a really weird balance for me and it mostly works but i'm wondering if it if it wasn't like a mini series if it would really really start to grade on me mm -hmm. like i need to take the day off for my woman uh, time of the yeah, month yeah i really hated that where yeah. the guys are like oh and it was like the uh, the worst schlockiest sitcom yeah. reaction oh, yeah jeez don't talk about woman that problems. take yeah. the day off i mean i i want peggy carter to stick a fork in the side of the patriarchy as much as anyone but the extreme sexism of like the chad michael murray and and um <laughs> shay wiggum is is a little interesting in her ssr group and then and roger okay is like the one character uh who is valiant and and will stand up for her very slowly um it's, it's true that it, it okay. is it's so it's it that element is very heavy-handed and like we all knew that that was going to be an element of this show going in was the gender politics of the time but that was the one element that as important as it is to the story i hope gets better yeah or it could be just abandoned i know that that was also mm -hmm. sort of the focus of the one shot and you know this might be retreading as much as possible without having to do what they literally do is which is show parts of captain america the first avenger um uh, <laughs> i really wish they hadn't done that yeah yeah well it's like hey look chris evans is on te television guys right. <laughs> yeah you're not um, gonna see him anymore but like we're just putting his face up there there he is he's a movie star we've got a bona fide movie star in our show and archive footage <laughs> yeah so hopefully it was just a little bit of retread and now we can sort of move on and do cool things like her awesome blonde hair accenting kissing bubbles asleep um, <laughs> bubbles and, on bubbles. agent carter was pretty funny. which is it's like if if it's i i'm not i don't have a problem with the sexism being a thing and like they said we were all expecting that but it's like you should just be able to show her doing a better job than the idiots yes. you don't have to keep hammering home that they are sexist idiots and we also just automatically don't like Chad Michael Murray. You don't have to try really hard to get us to not like Chad Michael Murray. We're already there. That's a given. <laughs> but uh, that's another Gilmore Girls shout out, maybe. Um, <laughs> but what I was going to say is the element we haven't talked about yet 
is actually my Edward Jokay I got really excited about because I just think he should be a huge star and is crazy talented. But I think the my real favorite surprise was James Darcy as as Jarvis, as the original yeah. Jarvis. Um I didn't know I could ever like anyone more than Paul Bettany in that sort of function, but um James Darcy, who's been doing Paul Bettany before Paul Bettany came around. I mean, you know, like he's he kind of looks like a budget Benedict Cumberbatch, but James Darcy's been around a while. He's in Master and Commander and um, very recently Cloud Atlas, but um, he's a great sort of lesser British actor, and uh, I'm glad to see him get this ch- like opportunity to shine. He's he's lovely in this, I thought. And his character is fantastic. Like, talk about gender politics done right. Like, the way that his character is sort of her pepper pots but like they don't they don't totally hammer at home that he is playing the role that normally goes to a female character in these things i just i love the way he fits into this show and then he as the actor nails it it's gonna be i it's gonna be like a like taking taking shots of tequila this the series i think where it's like <laughs> i'm gonna be i'm gonna be fine with a few but if i k- keep going i'm gonna never be able to have tequila again it's, <laughs> it's, it's like i really enjoyed this but there's like it's a balancing act of uh of tone but i guess they also have like all these fun glowing MacGuffins and things to throw in each week so they'll be able to distract from uh uh, too much quipping. It's the the perfect mm-hmm. amount of quipping this episode. Yes. I, I I don't want to see it go much further. Right. I want Jarvis to talk about his souffle, but only like just that amount. Mm-hmm. Um, the other the other question I had for you guys. One of my biggest negative responses to the Agents of Shield um, pilot last year was that it felt like they were trying to be more cinematic than they had the budget to be on ABC. Mm-hmm. Um, or I know they have a huge budget, but their effects just looked kind of cheap to me. And I wish that they had just kept it more contained and then it would look richer and fuller on television. Uh, so specifically, I'm thinking of, of the moment in Agent Carter, because it struck me in this one, too. I was thinking of the moment when um, Howard Stark hops into his boat and, like, boats away from that dock. <laughs> and I don't know, it just looked like... I was like, I don't know. The, I mean, it, it paid off in, in a later scene, the boat thing, but... It just and not like you can't show a boat on television. <laughs> like something about it looked like cheap to me, cheaped in green screen to me. I, I, maybe I'm completely wrong. I don't no, know. No, I totally agree. I mean, that's why I, I'm. I think I said earlier. Like, I wish they hadn't shown the actual Captain America footage because just like with Agents of Shield, they did so much better once they stopped trying to be a Marvel movie and they just did their own thing and separated a bit. And this, like by showing the, the, the movie footage, they were only going to look silly in comparison. And I just, I want them. And, and the Captain America backstory was nothing that they could not have done with dialogue. They could have said everything easily. I think they just wanted that, that audience grab of uh of chris evans um but but yes i i want them to just find that groove that agents of shield found eventually and just be their own thing and not try to be a marvel movie they'll do a lot better for it once they 
can right. that. But they have so little time that it's possible yeah. that they won't get there. So just um, do it immediately. <laughs> <laughs> do it already. I already have done it. Um, Dave, I know we were watching a screener, so it might be not fair to judge effects and that sort of thing, but you're always better at that than I am in terms of... I don't know. Yeah, digital effects. Realities of television production. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so tell me what your thoughts were of the realities of the television production of this. I think episode. it looked pretty good, considering you can't shoot on location for a period piece. Um, mm-hmm. That you were going to have to put up with some of that, uh, because the alternative is no skyline behind Howard Stark boating off into blackness, or you know, some sort of. Couldn't you have been going seaward, and then you wouldn't have had to like put that that skyline in. Then that looks that looks horrible. Maybe you're right. Uh, all I'm saying is that it's it's yes, it's television. Uh, things like the factory explosion, I think it's pretty good basis for the limits of like a giant explosion on television being dealt with in a budget correct manner. Um, and you know that also has the benefits of being an implosion bomb, so you don't have to do debris. So you do little things <laughs> like that, and you know get a little bit of extra money to put in the glowing pumpkin thing. Um, and you know, it's, it's, it's delicate balance. I think it's going to be more difficult for agents of Carter just because you can't, uh, you know, throw her. The only way you can shoot on location that's already dressed is to like throw them in a warehouse and they're not going to want to do that. It's a mini series. They're going to want a mini James bonded up around this, uh, period universe. Right. I will say I loved all of the interior locations, like the diner where they spend a lot of time. It were, it was such a, it was such a balance between like cartoonish period and like actual noir. It, it reminded me a lot of um, like California Adventure, the, like the other Disney park in Southern California that's all like 1930s LA, but a super Disney version of it. That's what this reminded me of. Like it was, yeah. it was very comicsy, very cartoony, but fully committed and I I dig that style as long as they as long as they commit to it a hundred percent I'm okay with a little a little cartoon in my noir I did go huh when they had like an art deco auto yeah yeah I was like yes more I because I miss food being in walls Uh, I'm a a convenience eater it made complete sense to me when it was happening I don't understand I, I did. I, I really like that. Like, oh, you're in a restaurant, but you still have vending machines. I was into that. Um, yeah, and I really liked her her like bedsit situation that she was sharing with a girl. And it's interesting. Um, I guess, yeah, I, I don't know. This, the The stakes of the of the universe were established pretty quickly, uh, mm-hmm. which was which was good from a storytelling point of view. Um, is there anything else? I mean, we've already kind of dipped into somewhat spoilers, but is there anything else like completely clean and non-spoilery we want to talk about for this episode before we give folks a spoiler warning? No, no I didn't think so. Uh, yeah. no. <laughs> I didn't think so. All right. So Dave is going to go up with the perfect musical cue to separate this from the spoiler <laughs> section. So here it goes. All right, so spoiler section, I want to say that 
my prediction for this series is that Enver Jokay ends up being his character's name is Daniel Sousa, I think, uh, who is not. I you know I wikied him. He's not an established comic character, though we did meet quite a few uh, established comic book characters. Um, but his was not one of them, and my suspicion is that he ends up being a bad guy because I liked him so much, <laughs> and that's just the Whedon way. So either he's going to die, and I'm I'm going to be so sad, or he's going to be a bad guy. Uh, yeah, so that's my one spoilery prediction. I mean, based off nothing, based off me knowing Whedon and my own yeah. emotions. So you save that for the spoiler section. <laughs> uh, Dave, well, you want to talk about Leviathan, right? No? Oh yeah, or just the, the, the. I mean, I'm interested in if anybody else has any thoughts on the uh, mute uh, duo. Ooh, one, their appara- Y scars, their their trach scars that they have. Yeah, one's apparently an assassin, and the other one is apparently maybe also an assassin, but at least scared of the other one. Yeah. Uh, so I'm interested in those guys. I'm not mm-hmm. exactly sure if who their comic analog is yet, but they do say that fear Leviathan or Leviathan is coming, and <clears throat> the key thus far to dissecting that or what I think that's going to be I don't think it's going to be Gorgon the uh, sort of uh, dragon man that grows giant and is briefly called Leviathan that's just really weird uh, well I mean actually I would love it if it was Gorgon but I don't think it's actually that <laughs> I think it's um, more something out of uh, Jonathan Hickman's Secret Warriors uh, we might have brought, talked about Secret Warriors before because it is where Daisy Johnson Quake shows up uh, for Nick Fury's sort of uh, secret task force the secret task force stumbles across a group called Leviathan and it turns out Leviathan is basically the Russian Hydra who at the end of the Cold War put a whole bunch of soldiers from the Eastern Bloc into Bucky Barnes storage and is sort of uh, experimenting on them and uh, making them super soldiers. Uh, it's a really complex, convoluted plot, as is Jonathan Hickman's way, uh, that has to do with them uh, sort of double-crossing the Hand and Hydra themselves. So I don't think we're really going to see any of that, but establishing a Russian version of Hydra in this post-World War II, pre-Cold War period, well, pre-really intense Cold War period, uh, would make total sense and would fill in the gap um, that we know exists because Hydra sort of goes away in the Marvel Universe from Captain America to Captain America 2, where they're revealed to have been inside S.H.I.E.L.D. But that means that Hydra wasn't running around the Earth causing trouble with people. We should have another super organization to do that. And I think Leviathan is going to be our one. I think that the fact that uh, Whiplash's father is the Russian scientist that we visit in this episode sort of further implies, uh, winkingly, that we're going to end up having the Russians be the villains. All right. So, yeah, I think when you said to me off off podcast was um that things are going to get real cold war real fast or something like that yeah um yeah so whiplash who's played by mickey rourke in iron man 2 the 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 least good iron man movie um (laughs) that character's father is yeah the heavily accented scientist that um peggy and jarvis go see um, so yeah, that's seeding in some sort of Russian involvement, which should be interesting. And it is interesting that those, those people that she's talking to, or, or at least the one guy she talks to is a mute, uh, because then we don't know what his accent is necessarily. So that's, that's a good little, yeah. um, mystery. I also, also like the, the, 
the fringe typewriter. Yeah, I was about to say that. <laughs> Literally, what I was about to say. I forgot to mention this in the non-spoiler section, but that typewriter was yeah. great and creepy. Um, yeah, that's interesting to me, uh, and and it's interesting that your theory is that it's going to tie in in a larger way because if people aren't watching Agents of Shield, I even wonder how fewer people are watching Agent Carter. Well, yeah. I mean, if you, Agent Carter and uh, Howard Stark are like peppered in all these other movies, um, which is interesting because you think they'd be uh, limited to just the movies about their their daughters and sons and whatnot. But like, we've already talked about in a previous advanced section how you know Bucky Barnes, the Winter Soldier, probably killed Howard Stark, and um, we know that. Uh, Haley Atwell's in uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron, um, and I'm pretty sure she's going to be part of like a uh, flashback sequence that Scarlet Witch gives Captain America, where he gets to have that final dance. So you have to see that dance again, and Agent Carter is a perfect place to do that. So it's going to be really fun because uh, it's just sort of another piece in Marvel's puzzle that should be entertaining as a limited series, but should also be. Uh, more world building into their giant line. Excellent. Mm -hmm. Vim, do you have any other like spoilery mm -hmm. thoughts? No spoilery thoughts. I'm ex I'm really excited for this show because this is a world that I don't really know anything about from the comics. I only know from the Captain America movies and now and how it ties into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. a tiny bit, and and now this show. So I feel like I'm going in totally blind for this, and it, it's actually, I'm, I'm really excited. And of all, yeah. the, all the characters to get their own sort of spinoff series, I think Agent Carter is such a great choice. Yeah. Solid choice. And I hope, I, they, oh, I hope I, they give her a lot of crossover uh, Nick Fury stuff from the comics, because in terms mm -hmm. of like that time period, you were saying... You, you're unfamiliar with the time period in the comics. Mm -hmm. I'm unfamiliar with this character existing in this time period in this comic. Mm -hmm. So what they choose to translate and give to Peggy Carter uh, could be really cool stuff. Yeah. That makes sense also what you said with the Cold War stuff. Now I'm going back to something to what we were talking about before, but like being beaten over the head with with things in this episode. Like, I didn't know how many more times I could hear her talk about how much she missed having a purpose during the war. So I hope she gets a purpose again really <laughs> soon. Yeah. A purpose that doesn't have to do with showing those boys. That the showing girl, those boys. <laughs> the girls can play with the boys. Um, yeah. Well, I, and like, do you think this will be a hit with people? Dave. Mm. Uh, uh, you know what? Yeah, <laughs> it's sure. light enough. Why not? I don't. See, I. It's I mean, pluck. if if anything, it's gonna be quick enough fluff that you know no one's gonna notice. But it's this is like the year of Marvel, and next year is the year of Disney. I'm pretty sure there's everything they're gonna put out is gonna have a certain amount of gravity. Crazy, Viv. Well, I'm hoping that this. I mean, I don't. I don't have like actual TV or cable, so I can't really speak to how much marketing they're doing for this, but I don't really know anyone that's talking about Agent Carter. So what I'm hoping is that in a few months, you know, when Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. picks back up and explodes next year, like I hope it will, think it will, that this shows up on people's lists to catch up on and that it then takes off from there. 
Um, I'm, I'm, I've said it already, but I'm very excited for just a tiny contained limited burst of Peggy and then, and then I hope they can kind of retool and like figure out how to make it a, a permanent part of our lives. I would like permanent Peggy in my life. Permanent Peggy. Mm-hmm. That Carmen San Diego hat. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, and her American accent was solid. I yeah. hope she has to yeah. do a Russian accent too and a German. Super alias. So alias. Jennifer Garner alias. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's what I meant. Oh, when yeah. I said alias mm-hmm. before. I meant Jennifer Garner alias. It was that blonde <laughs> wig. That was a very that was a very Sydney Bristow wig that mm-hmm. she was wearing. So All right. Well, is there anything else we want to talk about? Agents of Car- Agents of Carter. <laughs> Agents of Carter with the with an acronym with the period. AOC. <laughs> um, anything else? I think no. I'm no. Look, looking forward to right. Secret Warriors. Secret <laughs> Warriors. I'm excited to see how people react. I'll be very interested. Yeah. All right. That is Agent Carter. Vivian, where can people find your work on the internet? You can find me every day on pajiba.com, talking about movies and TV and comics whenever I can. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter uh, at viv underscore Kane. And Dave? Uh, you can find me at latino-review.com and forbes.com writing about super nerdy stuff and follow me on Twitter at DA70. I'm Joanna Robinson. You can find me most days on vanityfair.com talking about whatever. Uh, or you can follow me on Twitter at Joe wrote this. Uh, or you can listen to any number of other podcasts I do, including the Station Agents, a TV-centric podcast. Uh, once again, send all your questions to bubblegoodfouts.com. Thanks so much. Agent Carter. Yeah.